Blog Talk Radio. Security level 3 or above is required. 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 Welcome back there, brothers and sisters, to another edition of Young Disciples here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. If you guys are listening to us, you guys are listening to us live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pine Ridge Warriors Radio or on MixLR at www.mixlr.com forward slash Pine Ridge Warriors. Um, so yeah, I want to welcome everybody back here. It's been an awesome time. Sorry we missed last uh, last Saturday's show, uh, Prayer and Prophecy Night, but me and my wife, we were just beat. We were wiped out, and you know what? We were asking the Lord for uh, if we could skip that day, and he basically said, yeah, go for it. So anyways, if you guys are tuning in tonight, tonight's title is entitled How to Receive Your Breakthrough here on Young Disciples. We're going to be kind of covering uh, – we're going to be switching a whole new gear. I said this before. But as of lately, I've been asking the Father what I should actually teach. Is it preach? Is it actually teach? Or how do, how do I begin to relate to the fellow brothers and sisters how to make not just a form prayer, not just things that will kind of help you along the way, but how to actually get down into the nitty-gritty and how to take the fight to the enemy's door, to the gates of hell, to his dwelling. Amen. So we're going to be touching on some of these things here tonight, and also how to begin to develop a hearing ear um, to the voice of the Father, to the breakthrough that um, break, to breaking through the attacks that come, both in your house, your love life, your personal life, whatever it is might be. It's kind of a one size fits all formula. All right. So hopefully you guys are ready for here tonight on Warrior Radio. Amen. So, but before we get going, I want to give a big shout out to Brother Kevin, uh, Kevin Cray, and also. Brother Davinger, how are you guys doing? It's good to see you guys here tonight. Also, you guys get the message out because you guys don't want to miss this. I'll tell you, um, I've been kind of keeping some nuggets behind. And you know what? They, they they might seem like nuggets. They might not. Who knows? I'll let you guys be the judge of that. And first and foremost, anything that I say, check yourself with Scripture because that is the ultimate place. Because it does say in one part in Scripture, have no need that no man teach you. So okay, so whatever I'm bringing here, it's by the Lord. You know, I feel like this is what the Lord has shown me over my walk with Him. So before we get going, I want to give. I'm very careful to give all the honor, glory, and praise back to our Father, the One who is, was, and shall forever be. So Father God, right now I just come before you and I thank you. I come with a thankful heart, Father God, and a joyful heart because of the victories that you have allowed us to overcome as your children. And I thank you, Father. God, for the valleys that we go through, Father, not for anything other than to say, look what my God did for us. How great is our God? That is the only reason why, Father God, and I thank you for the strengthening. I thank you for the strengthening and maturity that comes through every single battle, everything, every single season of rest, Father God, and I thank you that you're going to allow us to abide in the presence of you, the Almighty. Father God, right now, I just ask that you release your warring angels out there beside your saints that feel like they're getting tied down, broken down, Father God, or just worn out. That, Father, they'll begin to start sending scrolls to them, Father God, that will give them instructions in the night season and to be able to give just, just speak the words that they need to hear, Father God. 
to overcome that attack in your son's awesome, precious, mighty name. I want to thank you for this broadcast, Father God. Be with us here tonight in your son's awesome, precious, mighty name. I thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. You know, um, brothers and sisters, first of all, many of you are probably saying, um, well, basically, why is it that he doesn't say Jesus? Why doesn't he say the Messiah? Why does he say Yeshua, Yahweh, whatever? Listen, you guys, I'm going to break this down for you guys very, very simply, very quick. Um First and foremost, I I got saved by crying out to the name of the Father, um, just crying out to Abba Father. Okay, I'm, I, that's that's who He is to me. I cry out to Abba Father, and He directed me towards the Son. So I'm not going to get all caught up in all these other different whatever. You call him whatever your faith is. All right, I call him Abba Father. I call him Daddy. I call him Papa God. You know, He knows who I'm talking to. Um, and, and some people will say, well. Uh, I speak the name because you know uh, prophets are going to get deceived, and you know the people, the people, the people don't know who to get prayed to. You might be praying to Lucifer. No, dude, I know my father because the scripture that clearly says, "My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they shall not follow." So hopefully that clears up a little bit of things on that end of the spectrum. So brothers and sisters, let's go ahead and get straight down into it. Really, really, really. Um, the first scripture I want to kind of bring you guys to, and you guys, uh, if you guys can look this up, it basically says we are more. Than overcomers, more than overcomers through Christ who strengthens me. We are called to be more than overcomers, which means simply put as this. You, me, us as believers, just because we defeated or I should say we passed that first test. Because let's face it. Many of us go about our walk, and we basically get tied down, we get thrown down, we get kicked, we get stomped on many different levels. My wife was going through today, and you know what? Hopefully, my love, you'll appreciate this. I'm not picking on her or anything, but listen, my wife, she is basically – she's been going through, man. She's been going through, but she might have overcome that daily stress, that, that test. How does that work? Because she's here. Now, to be able to transition from just an overcomer to regaining back that peace that the enemy tried to take from you, um, peace of heart, peace of mind, peace of spirit, something that is – how can I put this? Lord, help me. Let us put it this way just simply as <laughs> – so let me put it this way. Simply as Job went through, he was overcoming his attacks. He overcame Brothers and sisters, he overcame the attacks that the enemy threw at him. Sickness, you know, losing loved ones. He, he overcame them. He was still alive. He didn't call it quits. He didn't end himself. He didn't go and drink himself senseless, or he didn't go and turn back to drugs, alcohols, women, whatever it is that is your release, your unsanctified release, because your soul, your spirit, man, your soul, your flesh, your, your, your soul, basically, let's just put it this way, your soul will try to find an outlet to be able to help deal with that stress. It will find an outlet. For some, it's smoking. Other, it's drinking. Some, for other, it's pornography, sex. Whatever that vice is, your soul will try to gravitate to fill that void. Now, at the same time, your spirit, man, your spirit will begin to start also fighting for that same peace, to find that same peace, to get back to that place of peace within the Father. Within the loving arms of the Father. Now, how does these two things work? I told you how the soul works. It will gravitate towards everything ungodly. But at the same time, your spirit, What? how do you begin to fill that void? Or I should say, how do you become transitioned from an overcomer to more than? Because listen, if you go back into the New Testament or uh, later on in Revelation, I think it is. He says, he overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of of his testimony. See, what was going on? He didn't overcome because he gave in. He didn't overcome because he went to another minister. And this is, I put big emphasis on this that you don't need to go to a man to receive your breakthrough, to receive that overcoming place, okay? I, I really have an issue to this because I don't want to make gods, I don't want to make idols, I don't want to make uh, preacher worship. There's enough of that going on. There's no more preacher worship in the house of God, I promise you, because the God I serve is a jealous God. He doesn't like to share 
<laughs> he doesn't like to share his praise, all right? So don't give praise to man, give praise to the Father. So it says, he overcame by the, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. Listen, brothers and sisters, you have already overcome by the blood of the Lamb. If you are here listening to this broadcast, and if you are listening now or in future archives, and you have accepted the Lord in your life, you've been baptized Basically, you, you've made that confession of faith, and you've been baptized. You have been now overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Because it says in one part, even though our sins were as red as crimson, his blood made it as white as snow. So therefore, your past sins, your past failures, your past mistakes, everything from this point on back, because guess what? Your sins were thrown away into the sea of forgetfulness to not be remembered anymore, that your sins and your transgressions have been blotted out. By the blood of the Lamb, okay? This is why we need to reinstitute and reemphasize the power of the blood, because the blood never loses its power, all right? That is how you and I are standing here today. That's how Brother Marcus did it. That's how my wife did it. That's how you did it. That's how I'm doing it. And that's how our forefathers are going to do it. Or our forefathers did it, and our predecessors are going to do it. Do it. So we already overcame the battle, the test, the, the, the seeming wide valley, the shadow of death that might be standing right there in front of us. But understand this, brothers and sisters, that is just one part of your breakthrough. The other part of the breakthrough, and this is a major part, he says he overcame by the word of his testimony. Now, the word, uh, the, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Now, what is prophecy? Prophecy, simply put, the best way is calling things that were not as though they were. I hope you guys caught that. See, whenever you begin to transition to a place of understanding what true prophecy is, because prophecy comes from the mouth of an individual from the throne room of God. If you and I, as blood-bought, born-again believers, if we are here saying we are children of the Most High, we now have that ability to go to the Father and to plug in to His throne room, to be able to plug in to that Holy Ghost supply. To be able to plug in to that supernatural overflow because it says in one part in scripture that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Listen, whenever you go back to the Father, whenever you begin to start tuning your ear and your spirit man to the things, to the tune of the Father, you don't just get a trickle. You don't just get a drizzle. You don't just get enough to keep you by. He says, I will give you more than enough. I will give you every single measure pressed down, shaken together, and you guys know the rest. <laughs> so there's an importance to be able to understand what prophecy is. If you are a child of God, you have the ability, by the word of God, you have your right as children of the kingdom of God to be able to speak things that were not as though they were. Now, I'm not talking about the name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, dib it and dab it, prosperity, whatever. I'm not talking about that. But what I'm talking about is whenever situations go wrong in your life, you're sitting there making breakfast, you stub your toe, and that's the start of your bad day. Or whenever you get up and somebody flips you off and that just really irks you the wrong way, that rubs you the wrong way. Something that will just begin to try to stir up the old man that you thought died yesterday. But as Apostle Paul said, behold, I die daily, which means that you constantly have to go from a place of overcoming, a constant cycle of perpetual forward motion. I hope that is making sense to you guys. So as a child of God, you have the authority. How do you know you got the authority? Because whenever Christ died and rose again, he went to hell. He conquered hell and the grave. He took the keys to hell, death, and the grave. So we overcame that part. Our flesh, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by putting on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, you know, the, the sword of the Spirit, the shield, faith. So we, can over, we have the tools. God has given us the tools. But to truly receive breakthrough on a day-to-day, -day constant, successful cycle to where others will begin to start seeing you bear much fruit in your walk and your life, you need to understand who you are in Christ, who you are as an heir of salvation. Just like the prodigal son, that he came to a realization that things were better in the father's house. Now, whenever he got elevated back to the place of the father, 
Oh, watch out, mouse. He was able to really change things up. You go back to uh, the prophet Jeremiah. Or I think it's, uh, what is it, the coat of many colors. Um, love, help me out. Uh, somebody help me out. The coat of many colors, Joseph. Joseph, the, the, the man with many colors. The coat of many colors. He was once thrown down. He went through his area. His brothers threw him in a pit to die. Then one pulled him out and sold him to slavery. So he just kept going on a cycle, a repetitive cycle of death, destruction, and everything just seemed to go right. But he didn't quit there, brothers and sisters. There is good news. He didn't quit there. Matter of fact, through the time of his tribulation, through the time of his seem like he's going through something, the Lord was secretly doing, getting him into a place of elevation. He was strategically setting him up to be placed into a place of headship, to be put in a place of authority to help preserve the line of Abraham. To not only do that, but to help preserve God's chosen people. He did that to be able to see the fullness of the Messiah come. Now, how does this translate to you and I? We need to first recognize who we are, where you stand at, because as the demon said, Paul I know, Christ I know, but who are you? Whenever you stand in the midst of your breakthrough, whenever you stand in the midst of your obstacle, whatever that might be, I don't care if that's women, I don't care if that's drugs, I don't care if that's uh, the pull from homosexuality, I don't care what your battle is. The Lord didn't say he will remove that completely. He said that he will give you the ability to overcome it. How do I know this? You look through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Whenever any account of Christ being tempted, being put in the wilderness and being tempted of the devil. The devil tried many different ways to get him tripped up. Didn't mean it wasn't there. That means there was a possibility of that could trip him up. But he did not let it. Brothers and sisters, sometimes you need to stand in the face of your enemy and you need to remind him who you are. You are a child of the Most High. You are more than overcomer through Christ who strengthens you. For me, it's the joy of the Lord is my strength. Anytime I know whenever I start getting under attack, because the first thing he tries to take, the enemy tries to take from me, is my joy. Why? It's because joy to me, everybody says, oh, Brother Curtis, you have a very youthful, joyful laughter. Things just seem to be joyful around you. Yes, this is true. Because that is an affirmation, that is a sign for those others to know who I am and where I stand. Some people might walk by you and say, hey, what is that light in your eyes? Or something's different about that individual. Non-believers, those that are in the world, demons, devils, whatever it is that you might call it, will know and recognize something is unique within you. That will either cause them to start digging deeper, to start tormenting for those that are mature in the dark, but also for those that are mature in the light. Those that are mature sons and daughters of Christ will be able to recognize what spirit you're of. Brothers and sisters, I'm saying all this to say this. You need to understand who you are to receive your breakthrough. Because without it, you're just going to stumble around like a chicken with their head cut off. You're going to go to every single venue and avenue that comes your way, and then somebody else is going to come by and trip you up, saying that you got multiple demons, you got multiple scroll, whatever. They're going to start implanting these thoughts in your head that are just not true, and you're going to begin to believe it. This is now God bless teachers, God bless prophets, apostles, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. God bless the whole fivefold ministry. But listen, if you are in a place of unsurety, of being unsure or uncertainty, go to the throne room of the Father, and He will show you exactly how, where, when, and why you need to overcome that test. Because let's face it, I might get close, but I may not be spot on. But that's not going to stop me from trying. Okay, so to get back to this whole rant and rave or this little lesson, hopefully it's it, – hopefully somebody out there is getting something. So first you need to understand who you are. So after you find out who you are in Christ as an heir of salvation, then you need to begin to start distinguishing your voice from the Father's voice. 
Why do I say this? Because back in back in the New Testament, it says, "My sheep know my voice." As Christ said, "My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they shall not follow." So, how do you know what is the voice of the Father and what is your own voice? There, see, brothers and sisters, the last seven, eight years I've been doing this. There's a lot of people that say, "I feel that the Father is telling me to do this." Now, that's not wrong. They might be in a place of growing or distinguishing or sifting out your soul and your spirit, your carnal mind from the kingdom mind. Okay? Those are the two things that are constantly going to speak at you when a situation arises. You have to be able to be trained and matured enough to distinguish this is not of God, this is me, or this is of God, and this is what I need to do. See, we would be able to alleviate literally 100% of failures if we understand who the Father's voice is or what it sounds like, what it's telling you, what it feels like. Because I don't know about you, but everywhere I read in Scripture, not one thing that Christ set his mind to did he not do. Let me rephrase that. I didn't ever see the Lord fail in one healing, fail in one prophetic word, fail in one deliverance. Now, the disciples did, but he didn't. Now, many of you are probably saying, well, that's the Son of God. Yes, that was the Son of God. He is the Son of God. But you and I, as children, as heirs of salvation, we have now, if we're called to be Christ-like, we have the same propensity. We have the same opportunity to never get it wrong. Why? It's because it's not us doing it. It's the Father. The Father is not a man who can lie or boast. He doesn't change. So which means if he always gets it right, he's always going to get it right. The reason why we get it wrong and we make the Father look bad is because maybe we were doing it in our own strength and not by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Plain and simple. So how do you tune your ear to the voice of the Father? Here's actually a very couple easy things to do. You ask. You seek. It says, seek and ye shall find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. Simply put as this, brothers and sisters, every situation that arises, it might it's going to seem foolish at first because he uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Okay? Every situation you get into, ask him. Take a moment and ask the Father. I don't care if it's in the middle of the freeway. You can ask the Father. Say, Father... What is this? Why am I feeling this way? What happened? It's not necessarily open door, or not all the time. There are open doors that happen in our life that cause attacks to come. But other times it's assignment. Sometimes it's just maturity. Other times it's just your time to go through to see how you're going to react. It's the process of literally killing or putting to death the old man. So a situation arises. Ask him. Somebody flips you off in the car. Say, Lord, what was this? Immediately, not five days later, not after you get home. Quick obedience. Okay, whenever the Lord basically went to the disciples, Peter, James, and John, and you know, he said, basically, come follow me. They didn't say, oh, wait, let me think about this for a few days. They did it quickly, quick obedience. Anything the Father or anything the Messiah had us had the disciples do, it was right there, on, Johnny, on the spot. It says one part in Scripture, be instant in season and out of season. How are you going to grow from – okay, let me put it this way. You guys remember in school when people – whenever your teacher used to give you a pop quiz on something. The reason why he did that is to see if you studied. See, if you know a test is coming – you're going to prepare for it, and you're going to prepare hard. So that might mean you're going to fast for 30 days. You're going to pray for 20 days, whatever it might be. And then after you see that test come, and then you relax. Whew. You know, whew, I made it through. You guys, I made it through. And then you let your guard down. That's whenever the enemy's going to come at you the quickest. From left field, from that left hook, from that undercut jab. It's very rarely head on. He attacks you where you're weakest at. So somebody flips you off in the car. Take that moment right then and there and say, Father, what is this? Show me. Reveal it. 
Because it says in another part that the Father knows how to give good – if evil men know how to give good gifts, how much more so than the Father in heaven? If his child asks for bread, does he give him a stone? Or if he asks him for something else, does he give him a serpent? He doesn't. He gives exactly what you need. But because this generation, because this – our generation, because this current time – People have been so relaxed. We've been so relaxed. We got all our needs supplied for us already. We got a fridge. We got food. We can go there. We can push a button, get water. We can turn on the tap. It, there's very few things that we need the Father for. Now, even with me and my wife, all our needs right now are supplied. Not saying we're rich, not saying we're, we're wealthy, but we're, we're blessed. We're prospering in the Spirit. We have a place that we don't have to pay for right now. Um, somebody else stepped up for us for a vehicle, so praise God for that. You know, we're getting an opportunity to exercise our gifts. So everything in our life is taken care of. Doesn't mean that attacks won't come, because they do. Our breakthrough happens every single day. Every day we don't fight. Every day me and my wife, we don't raise our voices to each other. That's a victory. We just overcame. We more than overcame who we were, where we were at, and the things that could try to destroy us. Any day I don't react out of anger or out of instinct to my animals for something they didn't do, that is a breakthrough. Every day that I don't have something break on me, that is my breakthrough. It starts with baby steps because you know what? The scripture says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. A lot of us think, a lot of us believe that you know it's the demons that come and like legion that come and just come to destroy you. That's not the case. It's a lot of times it's the little things that open you up to bigger things. People that are in full-blown occultism today, Satan, Satanism today, they did not start off with going straight into Satanism. They dabbled here. They dabbled there. They opened up more doors and the more doors, more doors, and eventually they got so deep in this thing that they didn't know which way was up. So simply put this. Understand who you are in Christ. Develop your ear. Ask. Ask the Father in every situation that you have, that you have the ability to ask him in. Car rides, whatever it might be. Your cat peeing on the floor, whatever it might be. Your dog chewing up your favorite slippers. Ask him why. There's certain every little thing. And now, yes, I've said this before. There's I don't believe there's a demon behind every bush, but I do believe there's a rhyme or there's a reason to every rhyme. There, God just doesn't do things. The Father just doesn't sit there and throw a dice and see what happens with our life or hit a little Yahtzee button and see what, where it goes. That's not him. He doesn't play roulette. Guy, The Father, he plays to win. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows. So why is it that we're constantly in a state of needing to overcome? Because we don't take the time and ask. Now some of you are saying, but Brother Curtis, I've been asking. I've been asking, so does that not mean I'm sincere? That means you're sincere, but does it necessarily mean um, what you thought it was? Let me put it this way. My car breaks down. I have two ways – I actually have three ways to look at this. I can blame God or I can ask him, say, Father, what's wrong? I can blame the devil and say, oh, you dirty devil, you're trying to stop me from going somewhere. Or I can look at it as, well, Curtis, you kind of screwed up. You did this. Satan was – the devil wasn't involved. God wasn't involved with this. You simply didn't put oil in your car. So tell me, if my car runs out of oil, whose fault is it? Mine? The devils or gods. So I said all that to say this. Whenever we're in an ill mood, whenever we're going through things, we need to seriously ask this hard question, whose fault is it? Not let's play the blame game. That's not it. But literally, whose fault is it? So understand who you are. Seek his voice. Understand his voice. Okay? Identify what it is and deal with it. How do you begin to deal with it? Some will anoint themselves with oil to whatever your faith is for you to be strengthened in your utmost holy faith. For me, it's speaking in tongues. Now, I'm not going to say if you don't have the gift of tongues, you're not a blood-bought believer. I'm not going to say that. That's foolish. I can't judge you for that. 
I can't say, for instance, I can't, I can't say for certain. Now, for me, I speak in tongues to uplift me, to edify me, to strengthen me in those times I need to be strengthened. Now, I'm not going to go off the handle and start speaking in tongues 24-7, seven days a week, all day, every day, even though there is a way I can do that because the Scripture does say pray, pray without ceasing. Okay? So, and basically what prayer is, in a nutshell, it's communication between you and Father. It's a constant download and upload from the throne room of God, simply put. So, fine-tuning your ear to the voice of God is very simple. Ask Him, ask, seek and ye shall find, ask and it shall be given, knock and it will be opened unto you. Plain and simple. You don't ask, you don't find. You don't knock, you won't have it open. You don't seek, you'll never find it. Also, locations. Here's a fun little tidbit for you guys. In locations that you see, here's a good training exercise. How do I know? The Father gave me this. Now you can say this is a cultic or whatever. Get a picture. Um, some random picture online. Just don't even look. Just say images. You click that image, or you look at that image, and you ask the Father, ask the Holy Spirit, what spirit resides in that image? Is it of God or not of God? Start there. Do that with several images, about four or five images. After you get there to those four or five images, find out what you put down, because the Father is going to begin to start building a pattern in your life. Are you right or are you wrong? There's a lot of young prophets running around and even a lot of older prophets running around that call themselves prophets whenever they haven't been accurate, diddly squat, maybe one out of 12 times. Does that make them accurate? No. That makes them lucky. One out of 12 times. That's pretty bad odds if you ask me. Now, as far as the prophecy line goes, they're one out of 12. The words of wisdom, they're 12 out of 12. Words of knowledge, eh, they're like maybe 6 out of 12. So, understand the area you are called to operate and function best. Work on your strongest area because, you know what, it says, um, one part in Scripture says, I have given you know man a measure of faith. And it says, coupled with what the Lord says, it says, all according unto your faith let a thing be established. Me, I'm going to be able to move a lot quicker and more efficient and effortless in the word, in the gift of prophecy than I am the other gifts. Just because that's where I've been trained up in. That's what I have the, measure, the biggest measure of faith in my life at is the gift of prophecy. Now, I'm not calling myself a prophet. Not by any means, because I haven't seen a hundred out of a hundred yet. I might have seen, you know, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. But that didn't start overnight. I mean, for you guys that have been following us for the last eight years, I've prophesied before this last year a handful of times, three times, maybe three or four times, max. Now it's every Saturdays. Now I can't tell you if I'm correct on everything. I can't even say if I'm close. Now I have been learning and I've been asking and seeking the Father for every situation. But listen, brothers and sisters, this brings me to the next point. Do not be scared to put yourself out there. See, this is all a progressive state. Now, you wonder why it took the Lord 30 years to enter three years of public ministry. This is why. It, you wonder why it took three years of intense training by the Father, or I should say by the Lord, by the Messiah, for the disciples to enter in. You wonder why that Christ was constantly rebuking them for, oh, ye of little faith or ye of little understanding, whenever he had them do some off-the-wall things that nobody during their time and their era was able to accomplish. Now, why? Because the Father understands where you're at, first of all. He knows exactly where you're at, but he doesn't want you to stay there. Because they had to constantly go from a place of faith to faith and glory to glory. See, I think it was John. He didn't walk on the water the first shot. Like, you know, I mean, he kind of built up to some things. He saw, you know, people fed. He saw signs, wonders, and miracles. There's some miraculous stuff that happened to help build up his faith to see the miraculous happen. 
if you guys want to, if you have a passion to see people healed, delivered, and set free, here's a good stomping ground for you. Go into the hospitals and start praying. Go into your local hospital and start praying. If that's too much, then go to your elderly home, your local elderly home, and begin to visit with the elders and ask the Father, what area do you want to heal them in? How can I lead them to you? Do they know you? Listen, because we're fulfilling a biblical mandate, visiting the, take care of the orphans and the widows. These are how you receive a constant state of breakthrough in your life. There's an external and there's an internal force that will intervene. What I mean by internal, Holy Spirit. External, other men and women of God, intercessors, prayer warriors, prophets, apostles, pastors. Comforters, you know, all those guys that are external. So there's an external and internal force that will be there to help you get through that situation in your life. So, how to tune your ear? Simply put, go to that area, ask the Father where the most need is, not just in your church. God bless the church, I love the church, but not just in your church. Because whenever you get too comfortable with the individuals around you, you can actually be too, you can be pulled by their soul. How do I say this? Is there's been some prophets of God, you know what? I know they're accurate. They're accurate. They're true men and women of God. But whenever it came time for me and Marcus to move out to Vegas, psh, dude, come on. They prophesied that. Guess what? None of us moved out to Vegas. I mean, maybe right now, you know, um, Marcus's spirit man might be sitting in Vegas. Might be, you know, chilling at the slot machines or whatever. I don't know. But we didn't make it. Matter of fact, we never stepped foot back in Las Vegas that day that prophecy was given to us. We never even came close. So explain that to me. Simply put this is that prophets, men and women of God, can be pulled by somebody's spirit because they're too familiar. So the church isn't necessarily a good place to start. I mean, yeah, it is, but it's not a good place to end and continue growing in. What is a good place is the highways and byways out on the streets, in the elderly homes, in your orphanages, in the hospitals, in your schools. This is where we're going to have the most impact because Christ says, I never came to come to a healthy people. I came to those that need a physician. That's why he sat with the sinners. He ate with the sinners. He ate with the uh, politicians. He ate with the tax collectors because he went to the area where there was the most need. And that didn't come unless by tuning his ear to where the Father sent him. I told you some basic things. Now, how do those breakthroughs look in your life? How do the attacks look? Are they financial? Because if it's financial, maybe the Lord's saying, just trust on me, and I'll have all your, all your cares taken care of. I had a talk. Uh, my wife actually had a talk with a brother that came down here, and he says, you know, brother, I, I don't think I can do what you guys do. It scared the living daylights out of me because I need to be in a place of financial security. I'll tell you, right now, what me and my wife have to our names is probably about – there's $83 in the bank. There, we just got $175 worth of donations, and we probably got about 150 Canadian, and we have enough to take care of our two $200 bills that are in Canada, $200 worth of bills. We have our car insurance paid off, and that's all we have to our name. We have enough food in the fridge. We have enough gas in our tank. That's it. Now, would I like to say, yeah, I would like to go down to the store and buy whatever I want, but the Father's like, ah, you don't need that. What you need, I have all your needs taken care of right before you. So if you're lacking in finances, maybe, just maybe, the Lord has already given you more than you really need. Because let's think about it this way. How far is your job? If you live in a small city or a small town or even a city, how far is your job? Is it three blocks? Is it five blocks? Is it six blocks away? You can walk that. Get up off your feet and go walk. You don't need to drive your car everywhere. So if it's insurance you're needing, money for your insurance, he will supply that. But if you don't have faith in that, then walk. Sell your vehicle and walk. 
As the Lord says in the scripture, it is, verily I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to pass through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. Why is it? Because rich men want rich things. You know what? Just as the Lord said to the rich man that came, he says, what must I do? I kept all your commandments since my youth. He said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. But he walked away because he couldn't. He valued money and riches more than a relationship with the Lord. If you really want to bring that radical change to this world, if you want to walk in the foots of Christ, as the Lord said, very, very accurately said this, why would you want to follow me, he says? Because the Son of God doesn't have a place to call his home. He has nowhere to put his head. So after all that, do you still want to follow him? Yes. Then get prepared to walk as he walked. Live as he lived. Do you really need to be eating at McDonald's, your favorite restaurant? Do you need to be buying your, your caramel frappuccinos or whatever from your favorite coffee restaurant? Do you really need coffee? Now, coffee is good, but the father broke that up. Me and my wife, we're beginning to live off of less coffee. Drink more water. Drink more things. Drink more liquids. He's starting to convict us about eating healthier. Do we necessarily need the chips? No. Do we necessarily need all these extras? No. Food, water, shelter. Those are your three basic needs for survival. If you got those three things, you'll make it anywhere. So as far as your finances go, maybe the Father's just teaching you patience and trust to be able to increase your faith in the things that he said you are to already have. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and the rest of these things will be added unto you. He didn't say, seek first the things of this world, or the things after, and then the kingdom of God will be added. No, 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 We got things backwards, brothers and sisters. I'm being dead serious. As serious as a heart attack right now. So, there's that. If it's with relationships can't seem to find the right one in your life. You've been sitting at home and you've been praying for a man. Hmm. Why is it that I find something so wrong with that? If you're praying for someone and you're not going out there, you're not asking the Father where, when, how, and why, and you're just sitting in your office, you're sitting at home being an uh, introvert and never going out there, well, guess what? I got some news for you, sister. I got some news for you, brothers. You ain't going to find that special someone sit up, locked up in your home. All right? If you if you single and you want to know if the Lord has somebody for you, get up off your butt. Go out there and find. Seek and you shall find. All right? Now, don't try the Christian. Try whatever. But, you know, ask the Lord. Be serious. Don't get caught up with the mind. You know, a behind. Start focusing on a mind. Ones that are mind of Christ, are mindful of the things of God. One of the greatest things I've ever prayed was said, Father, my wife, she needs to be more on fire for you than I am. So that way I'm not dragging her along, but we're pushing each other together to see your will accomplished in our lives. Ask that, and I guarantee you the Father will send somebody. Start going. Start putting yourself out there. Put yourself out there for a mate. So if it's about love, wow, just answer that. Finances, answer that. So what is it about? Self-image? Self-worth? If, it, if, if it's about how successful or how useful you are, you want to be more useful to God? Go out there and do the things that he thinks is useful. I'm not talking about tithing. I'm not talking about building something. All that is good because faith without works is dead. So yeah, it's technically works, but he's not saying go out there and build an awesome construction project for you or somebody else. To, you know, go out there. You can fix tires. You can fix things. The Lord will reward you for that. Really, he will. But what I'm talking about, get out there, make the Father, show them that you're about your Father's business. Show the Father that you are more mindful of him than you are of the things of this world. And I promise you, watch your breakthrough happen. The attacks that come, if you are being attacked by, you know, people people calling child protection services, all these other different things on you, guess what? You need to cut ties with those people. 
Some of you need to break ties with people that are causing you so much grief in your life. I was talking to one individual and this one person that keeps coming to their church. They always want to tell them how to run it. And they asked me, what should I do? I told them, I said, tell them to get. How many, how many times have you told them to back off? Now, many of you say, but brother, that's not the Christian way. Because the Lord says that you need to forgive someone seven times seven times seven, 77 times seven. Yeah, you got to forgive them. It don't mean you got to keep putting up with them burning down your house. At what point do you stop fighting with the goats and start leading the sheep? Selah, think about that for a minute. If it's your night terrors, if you're having night terrors, well, guess what, brothers and sisters? Here's another word for you. Maybe the Father's telling you to strengthen up, to allow that lion to come out, not just lay down, not that lamb, lamb nature. He might be telling you to bow up, bow up to the things of, things of the devil. Stand strong in the things of God. There is literally nothing that we go through that we can't overcome through the power of the Father. Nothing. Nothing. Let me repeat this again. Nothing can stand in your way when you know who you are in Christ. Amen? Well, listen, brothers and sisters, I know we haven't been long. But I trust that this message here tonight touched your guys' lives. I really do. I trust that, um, that the Father blesses you more abundantly than you can ever imagine. Wherever you might be tuning in, how, whoever you are, wherever you're at, I promise you, brothers and sisters, I'm not telling you something that's, that I haven't walked through myself. I'm not telling you something impossible that you can't do, because you can do it. Depending on what area or avenue the Father is sending you to, you need to study up, be strengthened in the areas that you are first, and then work on the areas that you're weakest in. This, um, Which actually leads me to my next point. Brothers and sisters, if you guys are interested in the Warrior Workshop, Wherever it might be, if you are in the South Dakota, Nebraska, Wyoming area, um, or you guys around us, or you guys would like for us to start the Warrior Workshop in a church near you, or whatever, just let us know. We're not going to charge anything to go there. We'll make it out there. You guys can take up a love offering for us, or whatever, you know, whatever the Lord feels led to you. But we want to get this into your guys' hands. We're not money hungry. We're not greedy. If the Father's meant for us to go over there, we'll pray about it. I won't say yes to every opportunity, but if the Father will let us go, then you know what? He'll provide the way to go. And it's going to be a four-day intensive. It's not going to take too long. It'll take about an hour a day or whatever. We could probably cram it all together in one week. It's up to you. It's a one-week, four- or four, five-day top program. If you guys are interested in that, give us a call. Hit us up at Pine Ridge Warriors Contact at gmail.com or Pine Ridge Warriors at yahoo.com. If you guys, if that's too hard for you guys to un, uh, remember, go to our website, Warrior Radio Broadcast Network.com, and get a hold of us in the contact section. If you guys want to know about who we are, what we do, and our mission statement, it's simply put this. If you want to take this to your local church or home group, our statement is this I want to see you be matured in everything that the Father has for you. I'm talking about uplifting you or strengthening you in your faith for the Father. See you be edified to stir up the gifts, to exercise those gifts that God has given you. I want to see those things happen. I want to see you healed, delivered, and set free from everything that the enemy tries to throw at you, brothers and sisters. Amen? So also, go to our website, warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com. Go to the About section or Brother Marcus tab. Go all the way down, and we've got two free books for you guys to download. Moving in the Mysteries of the Kingdom and the Mysteries of the Glory Cloud. So you guys go check that out. That's a free gift to you guys. Um, also, if you if this has blessed you, send this information out to others. I'll tell you, this is not we're, we're not trying to hog it. Download it, share it. Um, also, brothers and sisters, if you feel led to donate to us, guess what? We can do this two two ways. Go to our website, WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com. Go down to the contact section um, or donate section. We have two links. We have a PayPal link, and we have for those in the U.S. and for those in Canada. You guys can donate two ways. Also, 
if you guys want to send us a letter of just testimony or whatever encouragement, you guys can send that to P.O. Box 18, Porcupine, South Dakota, 5772. Um, send cash, check, money, or whatever, birthday cards, birthday wishes, whatever it is, postcards, say hi, hellos, whatever it is, you guys can send it there. So with that being said, I love and appreciate you guys. Always remember, stand tall before man, bow low before God. Shalom, shalom. I love you guys. See you guys this coming Saturday for another edition of Warrior Radio, uh, Prayer and Prophecy here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. God bless and good night. Lord, let the wind of your Holy Spirit come forth. When the wind of the Spirit blows, warrior, come on and ride the wind. When the wind of the Spirit blows, warrior, come on and ride the wind. Yeah.